We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the NBA front office show. The postseason is here. The play-in tournament, a.k.a. the pit. I like that, Keith. It sound, it sound, it's such a masculine sound, the pit, right? Yeah. I, I, I like that. I think we need to find a way to, to make that happen. The, the pit and uh, what's the other one? Oh, Super Tax. We're super Tax, speak, yep. The pit speak and the Super both Tax. Speak of both into existence. But we've got plenty to talk about today. We're going to talk about the pit. What's going on with that? One more game left. Uh, on each side that's coming up on friday we're going to talk about uh some of the latest playoff news and a little bit about damian lillard as well and what's going on there in portland could be an off season of change yet again in portland so let's dive right into it and i feel like i need a drop i need a drop <laughs> for for the i mean it's going to be over before i can make one but for next Great. year i need to put that on my to-do list and we it's got to be it's dramatic it's going to be andy from parks and rec i think just like i fell into yeah. the pit. <laughs> yeah, right. It's so good, man. So good. That's right. I, I'm gonna have to grab that. Maybe I'll do it before. <laughs> well, before tomorrow. No, someone's gonna see this. They're gonna be like the Portsmouth Invitational Tournament. Cool, man. These guys are going <laughs> super deep in the draft prospects. But no, we're talking playing tournament pit, not 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 the draft prospect pit. That unfortunately, that that's kind of fallen. Uh, by the wayside a little bit. The top guys used to go, but now there's the combine, and guys don't even play in that. So. It, it is what it is. But anyway, Indeed I digress. <laughs> so since we did our last show, which was an impromptu live show, we had, as I predicted, and I was I was a staunch believer that this was going to happen, Keith, the Bulls beat the Raptors. <laughs> I, I literally picked that because you picked the Raptors. Uh, You've had the just... inside info that, that uh, I think you said DR DeRozan was going to become the star of the night for the the uh the, the Eastern Conference pit game with her just you know incessant yelling every time the Raptors took a free throw. And I don't care what the Raptors say, they were like, We didn't even hear it, it didn't bother us. Something threw them off because they yeah. shot horribly from the free throw line. So I'm gonna give her all the credit for that because it was loud and clear on the uh the game as you were watching. Yeah, on the broadcast, you could hear it every single... And, and I mean, for the mics to pick her up, like, she had to be really loud. That was yeah. that was impressive. I mean, it was so noticeable. Yep. Um, she she may be the uh, the sixth man of the of the night because of that. That was, that was yep. absolutely incredible. So, but the, the Bulls advance. I, I am having a hard, hard time, like, because whether it's the Bulls, whether it's the Heat, 
you're you're just going to get run over by the Bucks in the first round. But I guess the longer you can extend your season, give your fans more games to to cheer for, and, and really, I guess for your franchise, if even if you play against the Bucks, at a minimum, that's two more home games. That's mm-hmm. revenue. That's you know concessions and, and all that kind of stuff. So it does. It certainly does matter, even if we know the odds of either of these teams doing anything against the Bucks are very very slim. Yeah, I, I think Miami maybe get the game off them. Mm-hmm. Just and that's probably giving you know just kind of falling into the, it's the heat. You know they they may you know pull one off, but yeah they the others like just not not going to happen right. It's just not 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 going to be if it's the Bulls. They you know the, the the Bucks will just roll right through them, and we've already seen that story before when these two teams have played. Maybe 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 if Milwaukee's up like three zero, they kind of take the foot off the gas in Game mm-hmm. Four, and Chicago wins that one, and then we're extended into a Game Five. But yeah, I mean Milwaukee's not going to be challenged by by either one of these teams. No, no, they're they're definitely not. Um, I mean, you mentioned it though, fifty percent from the free throw line. The Raptors, my goodness, something yeah. through them. So now the Raptors go home. Uh, we will do like a full breakdown of all the teams and everything in the off season, <laughs> but just very quick gut reaction. How I'm assuming this Raptors team is going to look very different next season, given. This team tends to be the team that almost pulls the trigger on moves at the trade deadline and then pulls the trigger a few months later during the summer. I, I'm thinking that's going to happen again here with this team. Yeah, I mean, they tried to give this group one more kind of, all right, we're going to reinforce you and go get Jakob Pertl. And I know they, they did that with the idea of we can keep him then with his bird rights and, mm-hmm. and all that. But I think the real plan here for the Raptors was, hey, we're going to push and we'll get into the top six. And that clearly didn't happen. I, I think they need more roster balance. It's it's they, they don't have enough shooting. They have too many guys, too much overlap at positions. I think we'll see Fred Van Vliet, I guess, came out uh, either last night or today and said like, Hey, I haven't made a decision on my player option next year. He's got a 22.8 million player option. Mm-hmm. I tend to think he'll decline that just if for no other reason, then I think probably the idea is, Hey, let me add more years onto my contract. Even if he doesn't get quite that much in a single year, it'll be, you know, I want to add because Fred Van Vliet is now, let's see, let me show Yeah. He's 29. So you know, he's not young anymore. He's not a young and up-and-coming guy. Gary Trent Jr., we know he's going to opt out. As an aside, do you know how old Gary Trent Jr. is? Uh, He's young, isn't he? He's like 23 or something like that? He's 24. It okay. just feels like he's been around longer than it does. that. But, uh, but yeah, he's only 24, so my guess is he's probably going to be gone. I just don't know how Toronto keeps him. Then we'll see, you know, do they trade one of Siakam or Ananobi? I don't think Scotty Barnes is going to be on the table. You know, do you bring back Pirtle? Is Nick Nurse going to be back? Those are all the things we're wondering. I know there was reporting, I think, from Woj last night who said there's a path to Nick Nurse coming back to, to mm-hmm. Toronto. But I tend to think, I don't know, when we're hearing a lot of stuff that's been said very publicly, I tend to think that was, you know, let's set the stage where we're probably done with this and moving on. So, yeah, just a weird, weird, weird situation all around for uh, for for these guys. If Nick Nurse's time is up with the Raptors, I would have to imagine he will not be out of a job for very long. No, he, he, I think he'll probably be the Rockets coach is, is my guess, I think. Mm-hmm. And then that says to me, forget the whole, we're still rebuilding. Then it says to me, we're going after veteran guys and we're going to move James this forward. 
Yeah, it could be James Harden. Yep. And that could be one where, I mean, let's face it, we've seen it before. Maybe something has already worked out there and we find out later, like, yeah, this whole plan came together and we'll see. I don't know, know that to be what? true. And I'm that, not reporting that. No, yeah, that doesn't shocking. happen in the NBA. No, never. Never, Come never. On. How funny was that report? We can just do it here now because it wasn't a topic of like they're going to let teams negotiate with their own free agents. As oh, soon yeah. As this season, or as soon as what is it? Game one of the finals or whatever. OK, cool. So like so you get a month jump on it like it's but, not already happening. But yeah, I was going to say that's that's just it. What team was not doing that anyway? Yes. Right. Just for the love of God, let pending free agents negotiate with whoever they want as soon as their season is over not yeah. sign anything not even necessarily come to full terms but just let them talk to people just because this is it's so dumb that we're just going to play these games of you know now it's six o'clock so it's 601 eastern you know oh my gosh here's you know all these deals that came together now hopefully teams will be smarter than to you know, hey, here's a complicated three-team deal that involves two sign-in trades, yes. and then they lose second-round picks and all this other nonsense. But yeah, I, I don't know. That's just that's that's a soapbox that I should probably shouldn't climb up on today. Well, we've got plenty of time, of course, to discuss that when we get into the offseason. <laughs> the whole the um, absurdness of the of tampering and how all of that works and and everything. We can we've got plenty of time to discuss that. But we actually had a really really good game between the Thunder and the Pelicans. Uh, it was a lot. It was just back and forth. Yeah, a lot of fun. Pelicans fans probably won't say that it's that it was a lot of fun, but it just uh, in general, it was a it was a good, very very highly competitive game where you really didn't know who was going to win it down the stretch. Ultimately, the Thunder get the win, one twenty three to one eighteen. Um, I, I said going into the game that there was going to be a question of how much damage Jonas Valanciunas was going to do on the offensive glass, and in the early going, it looked like uh oh. The, yeah. the Thunder really don't have anybody that can do anything against him. And he was going to be a big problem. And then the Pelicans kind of went away from him a little bit. And, and next thing you know, the Thunder were able to get the win. So now it's going to be Thunder against Minnesota. But um, before we talk about OKC and, and Minnesota, what are your thoughts on the Pelicans? What do they do from here? A lot of Pelicans fans are extremely unhappy, given that they were the one seed at one point this season and now don't make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I get it, right? Like it. Just a complete injury wrecked season. Zion barely played. Ingram missed a ton of time. It's come out now. Not only was CJ McCollum dealing with a thumb injury on his shooting hand, but also a shoulder injury. Mm -hmm. uh, I, they, I wanted was it a torn labrum? Was that what the report was? It was something like that. Um, so not you know just that, none of that is good, obviously, right? So it's you just don't want to hear you know those kind of things. Um, yeah, uh, torn labrum in, in his shoulder. So I mean. And he looked at times like he was really struggling uh, to, you know, to, to do much. So just the, you know, feels almost like another semi lost season for this group where it's like, mm -hmm. all right, we're okay, but we're just not where we want to be yet. And most of that hinges on Zion, right? If, if you can't get Zion playing and playing regularly, you're just, it's going to be hard for this team to kind of go, you know, anywhere where they want to go because it's one of those things where he's so signer, sig, what's the word of singularly, singularly talented and dominant that you get why they paid him the max contract. Yeah. But if he can't play, it's basically the same thing that we all laugh at, you know, Ben Simmons and his teams about. 
it comes down to the same thing. It's just a $35 million salary hole sitting on your books that, you know, is just taking up cap space. That, that's really all it comes down to if these guys can't play. And no, Zion is better than Ben Simmons. Like, fully get that. But Oh, yeah. I mean, but he, it's not like he's played much more than Ben Simmons has. So, you know, I just don't know where we're going with this. You know, I hope this is one of those. Every once in a while, we see one of these guys super injury plagued in his first few years. Then it just kind of all goes away. Like Bradley Beal was that way for a number mm-hmm. of years. It was like, this guy's never going to make it through a season. And then he played like seven in a row where he was mostly healthy. Let's all hope that's what happens with Zion. It's just one of those things. I won't believe it until I actually see it. Yeah, Zion Williamson, first season, 24 games. Second season, 61 games. Yep. Okay, and that was, and that was uh, you know, a big step up there. And then third season, zero games. Fourth season, which is this season, 29 games. Yeah. Now, yeah, that, that's tough. Look at those last 90 games. Dominant. Yeah. Absolutely dominant. Like, it's, it's, it's really dominant. Kind of mind-boggling. Like he is so good, just can't. Twenty-six, twenty-six to twenty-seven. He had an average one of those seasons in, in 2020-2021. Remarkable consistency here, mm-hmm. averaging about twenty-seven points, averaging about seven rebounds, four assists, shooting get better than sixty percent. Yeah, better than sixty percent from yep. the field. That's insane. This season, small sample size, only took. 0.7, not even one three-point attempt per game, but shot 37% mm-hmm. on threes. Gets to the free throw line 8.6 and 8.7 times per game over his last two played seasons. Like insane consistency. He is dominant when he's yeah. on the floor. He's just not on the floor. And here's here's what we need to talk about because there have been reports that Zion could play. Like could have played in this game, but that it's a mental thing that he wasn't trusting his hamstring. And that was why... He wasn't playing, and that has drawn a lot of criticism. Some Pelicans mm-hmm. fans have been upset about that. Some people have taken uh, so the comments made by CJ McCollum after the game is potentially taking a shot at, at Zion and him not being ready to go. Where do you stand on on that? Should that be something that we criticize Zion for? Because I think you could look at this game and see how close it is and say, oh my gosh, even if you got 60% of Zion, the Pelicans are moving on to Friday. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, it's really hard because it's when a player's coming back from an injury, it's 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 just hard to say get out there and play if they're not confident in playing. Then he throws down like a windmill dunk and warm-ups, and it's like, so what are you exactly holding back from? Like right. what, you know, if you can be doing that, and I get it, that's a very different thing than actually going out and playing a game at full speed and all those things. But yeah, I get it. And it's one of those things where I think Larry Nance came back at I think it was Skip Bayless and was like, Hey, stop telling lies. Like nobody in this locker room is upset with Zion and Mm -hmm. feels any way about him. Like we're all supportive, but it wouldn't surprise me if there's some level of frustration where some of these guys are a little like, man, like when are you going to be on the court? Cause it's just, again, we went through it. Two all-star appearances in those two healthy years, both very well warranted because that's how good he was in both of those years. This is a dude who, if, if let's say next year he plays, 65 games mm-hmm. we're gonna be having mvp conversation about yes for sure that's how good he is right i mean he's just absolutely ridiculous and yet we're in a spot where all right what is you know what what is uh you know what when i guess not what yeah. but when when are we gonna see it and unfortunately i'm gonna add a tag to that if are we ever if. gonna see that like that's the that's the harder thing but yeah i i, I get it we're there's probably some frustration there. Like mm-hmm. one of my favorite things around this time of year is always if you could pour truth serum into some guys, you know, what would you hear them say? And I think the truth serum is like, yeah, you know, if we could get truth serum into some of the Pelicans, all right, you know, Zion, what's going on with this? So yeah, it's just, man, I just want to see him play. That's all. I mean, he, he was my dark horse pick for MVP with the idea being that the Pelicans were going to be really, really good this year because I liked their wing depth. I thought with Zion on the floor, they could be great. And they were, they were great. Yeah. To start the season, they they looked they were terrifying. What we saw out of them, um, obviously, it didn't go their way for the the final stretch. I mean, massively fell apart. But you look at this and you think about, okay, this is the postseason, right? This is literally a win or go home, like do or die mm-hmm. situation. And you look at the history of the NBA, and we think about the Jordan flu game. You think about Isaiah Thomas spraining his ankle, right? You think about these plays. You think about, I mean, my God, Willis Reed. You think about all these great moments of guys playing through things and saying, no, this is the this is time for me to play through this. This is time for me to be tough and get through it. And again, hamstrings are, are no fun. It's not something to mess mm-hmm. with. So I'm not trying to call Zion softer or anything like that. But I can understand why people would look at this and be like, this, this isn't what we're used to seeing. This isn't what, like, you're healthy, but you're a little bit unsure. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas could barely walk and he yeah. creates an all-time performance. Like where, where is that mentality? And I think I can understand why people will be frustrated that, you know, he's not out there given the circumstances while at the same time, recognizing that it's a very difficult injury and I don't blame him for being a little bit unsteady on it, but um, man, the, the frustration is real. And I think there's a lot of, there's a lot riding on this next season for both the Pelicans and for Zion and for his standing in the NBA. Can he get out there? Can he stay healthy? And what does he need to do in order to do that? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we he needs to come into training camp, and that team needs to come in with the mindset of, hey, you're going to be here when you're feeling a little something. We need you to maybe push through it as long as it, it depends on what that little something is, right? If it's right. anything, you're like, oh, that could turn into a big thing, then don't, right? You got to be smart. But like, you got to go in with the mindset of, I'm playing 60 plus games next year, mm-hmm. and that's just going to be how it is, right? Like, and I'm going to be on that floor and I'm going to, you know, come and show everybody, like, hey, this is why next year I'm on that max deal. And this is why it's kicking in. And that's where we're going to go. Because otherwise, if you're the Pelicans, if this turns into another 30 game or less season, you got to start having some really difficult conversations around where are we going with this? Cause I, mm-hmm. you, you just, you, you can't win that way. No matter how special the talent is, you know, you're almost better off kind of, you're going to, you're going to trade him at a loss because and you're probably going to lose your job. If he breaks out somewhere else and gets healthy and becomes, you know, what we all think is an MVP level guy, you'll probably get fired because just, you're not going to get, equal value back for him but there's at least a greater chance of hey got some guys back who can actually play and help us move this thing forward and Mm -hmm. help us go forward and maybe he doesn't ever get healthy in play so it's just it's 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 such a tough situation it is you know it's you know i i just i you know again i'll say what i said before i just want him to get healthy and i want him to do it right there in new orleans like let's see you know let's just see what that because that team could be special and they were playing so good when they had their guys yeah absolutely okay let's talk a little bit about thunder and wolves coming up on friday i think this is a an interesting matchup i love the thunder this team is so much fun to watch. They play together. They're not the most talented group, but they play together. They scrap. They fight through everything. Um, big fan of Josh Giddy's game. The the, the Jalen Williamses are, are a lot of fun. Uh, of course, SGA. Um, all that said, I hope the Wolves win this thing. And again, I love the Thunder, but I think without having a true center to really lean on against Jokic in round one, they're, they're, they're toast. The Wolves, I think, at least have a chance to create an interesting series, especially if Gobert is able to go. Uh, I wouldn't predict they would win or anything like that. But just in terms of my own rooting interest, wanting to see a competitive first-round series, I would prefer to see the Wolves take this thing over the Thunder. It's interesting. I almost kind of lean the other way, where okay. the Thunder spread the Nuggets out. They play that five-out style. They force Jokic to defend in space. They're not going to have any answer for Jokic on the other end of the floor. No one is, though, so I don't know what difference that makes. I get what you're saying. Gobert can at least make him work, right? If if, yeah. if he's Gobert and he can be Rudy Gobert, it's at least going to be something there. But I, I'm i going to go with – I think the Thunder are going to win. I think that Wolves team is just done. I, I, I just feel like they're just like – Get, you know, let's get to the summertime and let's get out of here. Let's get somewhere nice and warm. And, you know, we'll try to make this thing work next season, but we're, we're all just kind of done. I'll say two other things. I think the thunder, I think they're kind of, of, they were not coming. We're here yeah, and we're here now, but it's going to be even better when, you know, when we get home grin and we do whatever we do with our cap space, like we're, 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 we're going to be even better, but we're here now. So I think they're motivated by that. I also will say the one thing that scares me about picking the Thunder is I think Anthony Edwards is going to come out and have a monster game because oh, he was nine points so against the Lakers. Yeah, against he was the Lakers. You're not going to see that again. Like, in, unless it comes out that he's hurt, like, that's the only 
like reasonable excuse. So I think you're going to see him come out and just dominate in this next game. And and I do worry that this could be one where, oh yeah, good job picking the Thunder and Cat has 45 points yeah, right. two minutes into the fourth quarter because they've had no answer for him all night long. But I'm picking the Thunder. That's that's where I'm going. I just believe in that group. I I love it. And look, I would be excited because again in terms of which team do i enjoy watching more i really enjoy watching the thunder play basketball they're they are a lot of fun they're a great group um i'll say this flipping it around not my my own selfish interest which team do i think could give a better matchup with the with the nuggets i'm i'm gonna lean minnesota um especially if they get the mike conley that just doesn't miss three-point shots (laughs) um that's that's obviously a big factor there, but I'm going to leave Minnesota. But if I flip it around, which team benefits more from getting into the first round? It's the Thunder. They get that experience in the first round of the playoffs. Assuming they're not going to go, they're not going to beat the Nuggets or anything no. like that. But them getting that experience, and like you said, announcing, hey, we're here, that could be a big catalyst for them heading into what will be a big offseason and into what I expect will be. I think they're a solid playoff team next season. I think that's the kind of leap that they're going to make going into next season, pending you know what happens this summer, of course. But the experience of being in the playoffs this year means the most to the Thunder as compared to the Wolves, I think. So your official pick is Timberwolves, though? I'm going to go Wolves. I'm going to go so Wolves. I'm going to say that, that they get it done. Yep. On that one, just the, the second time we've been on. I mean, we were a little off. We picked all the same teams to win, just in different games. Did, uh, we, the did we pick series. on Miami and Chicago? We did not, so we need to do that one, too. I'm going to pick the Heat. I just yeah. I don't think they're going to lay another egg at home, so that that's where I'm going with that one. Yeah, I, I'm going to do the same. I, I'm also right. Miami on that one. Um, so, yeah. I'm cracking all these, by the way, just so we can hold ourselves accountable. Uh, late, later uh, that we can get in, in, into all that stuff. So, yeah, man, it's I, just kind of closing the thoughts on, on the pit all around. Awesome. I love yes. it so much, man. Yeah. It's so good. It's so fun. I think it gives us that exact snippet of March Madness in the NBA mm-hmm. of the single game, the stakes. And, and these guys, I mean, those, all four games we saw, those teams went hard the entire game, really trying to win those games. Even, you know, Miami and um, and Minnesota knowing like, hey, we get a second crack at it. They still wanted to win those first ones, mm-hmm. right? So it's just, that's the cool thing. But the, the best part for me is we get that snippet and then we go back to what makes the NBA playoffs really special, right? Is you have to win four seven-game series to yeah. win the title. You have, you're, you don't, luck into an NBA championship. You may get some luck along the way, right? With you don't have injuries, maybe an opponent does, or there's an upset and then you don't have to face a team or whatever, but you have to win 16 games over the course of two months to win the title. Like you, you, you're, you've earned this title, you know, not to say the NCAA chance don't earn it, but it's just, there's a lot of luck along the way there. Like that doesn't mm-hmm. factor in, in the NBA because you know, you might lose a game and it doesn't really matter. Cause you have another, you know, another six to make up for it. If you lose that first one. Yeah. And that's it. Exactly. Right. When I look at the NBA playoffs and I compare it to the other major professional sports leagues, I think, the NBA has a much, much, much higher consistency of the best team wins. Yes. Compared to you get like if you get a goalie in a hot streak and in, in hockey, that can, mm-hmm. you know, that can win you 
uh, a series there. And by the way, playoff hockey is, is phenomenal. That is oh, an yeah, incredible product. Um, but it's the only kind of hockey I will ever like watch. <laughs> I'm just on, on TV. Guy. Going to games is amazing. Oh, going to games is all I it's I can watch any sporting event live. Like there's mm-hmm. like true sporting events. Like someone's gonna get really angry, but I don't think like auto racing is a real sporting event. Like I just they, I respect what they do, but it's like I don't know. It's I don't want to start angering people, you know, <laughs> with that, especially where I live in the South. Um, but it's, uh, you know, I think it's just, yeah. But any other sporting event, like I'm going to go and have a blast live, but yeah, hockey live is just fun. And hockey fans yeah. are, they're, they're, they're a different breed, right? They're, they're, they're crazy people. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, really like you look at the NFL, one bad game, you oh, come yeah. up against a defensive yep. game or whatever, and you're out in the play because it's one and done. Anytime you have that one and done situation, like, in the like in in the NCAA in in March Madness, yep. a team shoots well from three one game. Okay, you're going home, right? Like that's yep. it. It can be that thin of a margin. Whereas in the NBA, best of seven, the best team is typically going to going to win. Like that's just what you see happen. Um, yeah, and especially very rare an NBA series ends and you're like the wrong team won. Like right, it's very very rare. And even rarer that you see a team. Oh, the wrong team made their way all the way to the finals. Yeah. Yeah, they happened. might win one series. That could happen. Mm-hmm. You get a few good bounces at the end of a game or something like that. Yep. But to make it all the way through, the, it's not going to happen. You're not going to go all the way through the playoffs, get to the finals when you're not actually playing the best basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely agree. All right, let's finish up with this. Damian Lillard uh, looking for changes in Portland, calls it the biggest offseason ever. Um, what's going to happen here? What, what does Portland do? Like what Damian Lillard wants improvements. And he should. He's hitting a point in his career where the clock, man, it is ticking. It is ticking fast. What does Portland do in order to put a winning team around him, especially given the context of the Western Conference? So that's the interesting thing. So this was year 11 for Dame. So I'm going to start this by saying I have no problem with Damian Lillard, even though he he said, I'm not putting the Blazers on the clock. I'm not making any threats. I have no problem with him. I call this, call it this all the time. Exercising the superstars right of, hey, give me some help. Mm-hmm. I think Damian Lillard's ideal situation is Portland goes and gets vets. He stays right there and tries to win in Portland. Yes. I don't think we are in a spot where Damian Lillard, I don't know. One, we're never going to hear come out, hear him directly come out and say, I want to trade, trade me, because that's just not how this works. But I don't think we're going to get leaked reports of Damian Lillard has asked the Blazers for a trade. I think what he did was, hey, Portland, it's your choice now. Yeah. Right. Like either get vets or stay young. And if you choose to stay young, that probably doesn't include me. I don't think he needs to say trade me. Right. It becomes, you know, I'll, you know, let's, let's move along. So I think where we're headed with this is now he's put the pressure on the Blazers to decide while also leaving it as hey, Dame never asked. I also mm-hmm. think the Blazers fans at this point, as long as he didn't start trashing Portland as a city and everybody else, he's certainly not going not. to do that. They would be like, we get it right, man. This dude gave us 11 awesome years and he just wants to win. Like, we get it. Now, if he lands with the Lakers or somebody, they're probably not going to be so happy, right? No. It's going to be like, ah, you know, I'll say that here's the other thing I want to say, because you said the landscape of the West. I got to believe Dame is looking at it and saying, why not us? 
Sure. Right. There's the the teams that most people are kind of picking. It seems like to make runs here. The the Suns, the Warriors, maybe even the Lakers, the Clippers. They're all older. They're older. They're injury prone. Who knows how long their lasting power is? I think he's looking at it and saying like Denver, Memphis, Sacramento. Like, am I scared? I'm playing them. No, I'm ready, man. Like get me the right guys and I will beat those teams. So I think that's what he's looking at and saying, why not us? Let's go get vets. So I think his ideal thing is let's go get the right guys here in Portland and let's make a run at this thing and really try to do this. And if they say, eh, we have, you know, this first round pick, I will qualify if they land Victor Wembanyama, he may start to change his tune on sure. young players, yes. obviously. But I think for the most part, it's, man, I don't want the fifth, sixth, seventh pick, whatever it is. And Shaden Sharp and Anthony Simons, and those are my guys I'm going into battle with. I just think he's done. He's, he's been there, done that, and that's not what he wants to do going into year 12. I, I just mean the context of the West in terms of there's not a bunch of teams that are, like, tanking. You know, yeah, what I mean? you've sure. got you've no, got the Rockets and the Spurs, and that's it. Everybody else yeah. is going, "Hey, we can make a push. We can go. We mm-hmm. can do this." And Utah, sure. obviously, but Utah won a ton. Of, Utah was the one yeah. seed for a while. You know, um, you can see but, Utah being good next year, right? There's definitely a sure. path where you right. know, they they add the right guys this summer around what they got, and they're they're you know fighting into they're 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 trying to get up out of the pit and get you know get into the pit and then climb out, right? But this is I love the the way you just casually throw throw the word pit. We're gonna make it happen. It's gonna be a thing. Um That's this is happen. his this is his direct quote. Not only will I have a decision to make, but I think the organization will too, because at that point it's like, are you gonna go young or are we gonna get something done? He said, I think it's the most important offseason since I've been here. Here's the here's what I love though. He's not wrong. Like that's just mm-hmm. that's just factual. That's just the yep. truth. And and maybe Maybe people aren't used to that. Maybe people are used to like the PC response, but he didn't say anything wrong here. He not he didn't say I want out. He didn't say I'm demanding a trade. He didn't say anything bad about the organization, the city. Like you said, he's just said, matter of fact, this is the situation we're in and the Blazers have a decision to make. Maybe the Blazers decide, you know what? We're best served tearing this thing down, rebuild through the draft or whatever we're going to do. And we're going to build the next generation. And Dame, thank you for your, all your years here where can we help you go right like that yep. that may be the path that they that they choose i don't think so i think they're going to take at least one more year but they have to make a conscious choice what they can't do is say well you know let's let's try to rebuild while also contending right now i think they have to pick a direction and commit fully to that direction and decide what that's what that's going to be and, and good there's pros and cons to both if you're going to rebuild it's a painful goodbye to damian lillard if you're not then it means that you can't be worried about stockpiling young players or anything. It's can you help Dame win right now? And if the answer is no, then we're moving you somewhere else and we're finding guys that that can and we're trying to find deals and things of that nature. I think he's right in that you have to pick a firm direction. If you are straddling the fence here, you're going to go nowhere. Completely agree. Yeah, and I think he very skillfully, to what you said, put it on the Blazers, right? Mm -hmm. It's their decision. I'm not asking to be out i'm not even definitely saying you have to go get vets this is your decision make it but just pick a direction and i think that if you read between the lines that is either get vets and let's try to win with me here or cool if you want to rebuild and trade me i get it and he's Mm -hmm. basically said i'm removing myself from the decision here at no point are we going to get a report of damian lillard has asked for a trade or anything like that i think it's going to be if anything we may get 
the Blazers have elected to keep their pick and they're going to select blah, blah, blah. And then followed with the Blazers and Damian Lillard are expected to work together to find a trade, you know, this mm-hmm. off season or something like that. So that's, that's key. The work together piece. That's the other yep. thing is he's meant so much to Portland. He's meant so much to those fans. He's meant so much to the organization, right? That if they do ultimately land in a spot where it's, okay, we're going to move on from him, it's not going to be a, let's just get the best deal. I don't care where we send him. I think it's very much going to be a collaborative effort of where can we get, where, how can we do right by Damian Lillard while still giving ourselves what we need in order to build this team moving forward? It's not, it's not going to be a contentious thing. It's going to be something where they'll work together to make that happen. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, they, they, they will separate as amicably as you possibly can um, if that's where it comes to, but I'm with you. I think it tends to be, Hey, let's add a whole bunch of guys and we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll run with yeah. this. So yeah, that that's where I'm at with it. All right. Well, for a show with only two topics on, <laughs> on our list, we, we, uh, we still put He's in a, a full days of work here. Um, <laughs> but the, I mean, but the pit in and of itself offered plenty of different things to, to discuss there. Um, thank you everybody for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe right here to the NBA front office YouTube channel. Please don't keep us the best kept secret. Tell other people about us. Let it, let them know where to find us. And of course, go subscribe over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, do both things. Subscribe and to the YouTube you listen, channel and the podcast side. And if you're listening on Thursday, that means tomorrow, Front Office Friday. You'll be going a little early. We're going to be going at noon Eastern on uh, for Front Office Friday. So if you're on the East Coast, have your lunch with us. You know, if you're on the West Coast, eh, just ease into your day, right? Ease into your Friday with a little bit of fun with us in the morning. But front front office Friday, noon Eastern tomorrow. Uh, if you're listening to this, we will be live. We'll be taking your questions, talking the final two games in the pit. We'll be talking about the playoff matchups, really whatever it is you guys want to get get into with, with, with all that. Can't wait. Uh, this is just, I, I'm laughing because just, look, let's face it, the people who are still listening right now, you're the real ones. Uh, peek behind the curtain. I blew it. I even said before we started the show that we needed to announce what time our live show was going to be tomorrow on the show. And I got so excited talking about the pit that I completely passed over it. That's why we're a team, man. That's why, you know, so you, you carry me more often than not. And every (laughs) once in a while, I'm like, I got you, buddy. I'll, I'll pick you up here. Let's go. I'm I'm, going to help you. I'm glad you saved us there at the end. (laughs) All right. Thank you everybody for listening and watching till next time. See ya and stay safe.